If you'd like to open uh, your Bibles to Acts chapter 1 and Ezekiel 37. Acts chapter 1 and Ezekiel 37. And I'd like to say something real quick. One, I just want to thank God for um, April and JC and Amanda and everybody that's worked. Uh, we're able this year uh, to um, video, uh, not video, but um, cast the um, service outside. And uh, a guy named Brad put us Wi-Fi in here. And um, uh, it's just nice not to have to preach it on Thursday, have to have people in there sending it on Sunday, and we're just all together. I want to invite everybody online and everybody to come to Revival. If you can't come physically because you're far away, um, we will begin casting the um, Revival service at 6... Streaming. Streaming. I've been corrected. Um, sir, uh, the Revival service at 6 o'clock on Saturday and 11 o'clock on Sunday. You that are closer, uh, they are going to cook us a de delicious, delicious, delicious meal. There will be plenty of food um, on uh, uh, Saturday night at 5 o'clock, and we'll just get together, and we'll just eat, and then we'll sit there, and we'll see if Pastor Kerry can keep us awake after we've stuffed ourselves. But no, I'm just kidding. But um, um, guys, I hope you're beginning to get the vision. I hope you're beginning to catch the vision. I hope you're beginning to say, okay, I'm going to pray and I'm going to pray and I'm going to pray and I'm going to pray. So no matter what that man says, no matter what we sing, no matter what goes on, I'm going to get the glory this week. Amen. No matter what. If nobody else gets it, I'm going to get it. Amen? I'm going to get it. And it's going to impact my kids. It's going to impact my, the rest of my family. Uh, it's going to impact my neighbors. It's going to impact my work people. It's going to impact everybody in my life. Amen? And then this week, I'm going to begin focusing on the fact that I'm getting rid of every defilement, every sin, every addiction, anything in my mind and heart that can distract me from Almighty God, that can somehow be an obstacle between me and him. It's, it's my time. It's the week, okay? And next week, I'm going to see it. I will have babysitters here. If you got babies, I will have babysitters here, and they'll watch over your children. Um, six and under, if they're 13, they can sit in here, you know? But the thing is, is that I want you to understand, we're going to be prepared. It's going to be great. If you haven't begun to catch the vision, begin to catch the vision, God wants to do something great in Riverview. When God begins to do something great in Riverview, it will happen in the Lutheran church, the UCC church, the whatever church around. That's what we want. It ain't just about Riverview, you know? When God begins to do something, listen, I walk around and I pray for these houses all around and up, you know, uh, I want you to understand. Right now, so many of those folks, they don't know Jesus. And if you don't know Jesus, you are dominated by the evil one. And if you don't know Jesus, you're headed for a fiery hell. People are, oh, I don't like to hear that. I don't care if you like to hear it. It's biblical. If Jesus said it, it's okay for me to say it. Amen? And the bottom line is, we need to have a little passion and a little compassion in our heart for those folks that don't know him.
I'll say it again. We kind of missed it. We need to have some passion, some compassion in our heart and our mind for those that don't know him because they are under evil. Amen? Pastor, what, what does revival look like? What happens? What's, what's going on in a real revival? I'm not talking about these things that some joker comes and he's got five canned sermons and they preach the same one every I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when almighty God comes in the person of his Holy Spirit. Are you with me? And man, when that happens, man, it's, it's 4th of July, Jack. I mean, something mighty and powerful and wonderful and loving. And man, man, where there's something that you don't want to hear and you don't want to change, man, when real revival comes, there is conviction that you can't do anything but get it right. Okay? In Acts chapter 1, if you want to turn to it, in Acts chapter 1 verse 5, Jesus had, 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 had told about this, and John the Baptist told about this, that they basically said, you were baptized with water, but when my Holy Spirit comes, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Let me help you with something. When someone is baptized, what is happening is, that's what I agree, there is a death. There is a death. I love the old saying, everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die to get there. Everybody wants all this wonderful stuff from God. But folks, the only way to experience the glory and the resurrection power of Jesus Christ is to die. We must die with Jesus Christ in baptism so he can raise us up in the newness of life and in the power of God's resurrection. Are you with me? Folks, I'm just going to say it. I don't find the church all that serious about this stuff. You mean to me, but we need to get serious about this stuff. Because the only way to win our kids and our neighbors and our workmates and our friends is they see something miraculous and extraordinary in our lives. If all they see is little church people, big deal. Any Tom, Dick, and Harry can do that. But is God, almighty God, holy God, righteous God, God of love and power and glory and healing, is he living in us and through us? When that happens, then they'll say, I got to have some of that. Amen? Then you go over to verse 8 of chapter 1. And all of a sudden it says, when the Holy Spirit comes on you, you will be my witnesses. And that's good. Let me tell you what's better. If you dig into the Greek on that word witness, does anybody know what that word is? Martyros. You will be willing to be my martyr. You will be willing to die for me. You will be willing to die to make sure everybody in your family and your neighborhood, in your church and everywhere you are, you'll be willing to die to make sure they know the love and grace of Jesus Christ. Say, well, pastor, you're you're just getting a little crazy about this stuff. Exactly. Now you understand revival. Revival is not a set of meetings where some cute preacher comes along. 
Revival is when God Almighty has been prayed and fasted for and prayed and fasted for and prayed and fasted for until God Almighty comes and does something miraculous in our midst. Amen? That's what I'm praying for. That's what I'm, I mean, I, you know what I did this morning? Usually I walk around here and, and anoint this place seven times. I, I, I did it 14 times this morning because I want double dose. Amen? Every one of the classrooms, every one of the, everywhere, double dose, baby. Let me help you. I don't want a double dose. I want all of God in every area of my life in this revival. Amen? Amen? Verse 14, if you look at it, it's kind of what I'm talking about. They were all in one room praying together, waiting on the Lord. And that's what we're doing this week. We're waiting on the Lord. We're waiting on God to come and do something great. And all of a sudden, in Acts chapter 2, verse 1, baby, oh my goodness, God came down on that room like a big old fat F5 tornado. A rushing, mighty wind. Listen, I don't mean to scare you, but that's what I want for our church. Man, God's Holy Spirit came on them. If you go all the way back to Genesis chapter 11, what happened was they tried to build this tower. They call it the Tower of Babel because God showed them and God knocked their tower down and they all went off in all different languages so they couldn't hardly communicate to each other. In Acts chapter two, God poured out on them a, a gift of God's languages or tongues and they all understood each other. Could you imagine a church where people actually understood each other? We actually had one central purpose. We were all together. We were all excited about what God was doing. Amen? And we were talking about the mighty deeds of God. And, and we, we didn't care about the weather. It, we're not here for the weather. We're here to talk about and praise him and give testimony for the mighty deeds of God. If you're online and you think I'm crazy, I'm good with that. Because I want a holy other. I want an almighty. I want a group of people that won't ever accept anything short of that. I don't know whether you've ever been a part of this. I've sort of been a part of this. I'm kind of freaky creepy. I've been praying with Pentecost in mind that God will do something greater than man has ever experienced before. You know, I, I'm not, I, I love Pentecost. Don't get me wrong. Man, I love that. Man, they all came together. It was wonderful. I want God to so, do something even greater than Pentecost. You understand what I'm saying? Here's my question. Are you going to pray with me this week on that? Pray with me and pray with me. I mean, don't not now while I'm down asleep. I'm talking about pray. Pray, pray, pray. If he tells you to fast a meal, ain't none of us starving. We'll be okay. You know, pray. And they all came together and they all understood. They thought they were drunk. Some of the folks from the outside thought they were drunk. Wouldn't it be great for people that play in that Frisbee to go, that people are drunk. 
They are so full of love and so full of joy and they're so happy and they're just singing praises in such a way. It's, it's almost like, no. We could tell them, no, we're full of the love of God, man. The power of God, man. It's, it's okay. You know, it's all right, you know. It, it, we're really not all that bad. We're a little freaky, but you know, it's, 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 it's the love of God. The same Peter who 40 days before this had denied Jesus three times. Are you with me? The same Peter stood up in the face of those same people and preached one of the greatest sermons in history. You say, well, well can you get me a water, honey? I'm sorry. <coughs> you say, what are you saying, preacher? You know what? God in Pentecost, in the outpouring of God's Holy Spirit, in the fullness of his spirit, thank you, in the fullness of his spirit, raised the same Peter who was fearful of some little old lady saying, you were with him. And he got so frustrated, I don't know whether it's true, but he kind of cussed at her, got mad at her. That same Peter and I think the worst experience for Peter was, it says Jesus looked right at him and he saw Jesus, they met eyes. <laughs> I mean, that, that'd be ugly, wouldn't it? You know, do you ever do say something bad about somebody and you know, all of a sudden you find out they're there? What do you do? That's kind of how Peter felt. I want you to hear this. When God's Holy Spirit came on him at Pentecost, he stood up and preached one of the greatest sermons in human history. Are you with me? How about you? What does God want you to do? What does God want you to be? How does God want to use you in a mighty and powerful way? Why don't you quit just making excuses and say, I want to be Peter. I want to impact people's lives. I'm done with all these excuses. I'm done with all these sins. I'm done with all these patterns. I'm done with all these addictions. I'm done with all this negativity. I absolutely are gonna be that man or woman that God created me to be, and I'm gonna do what God created me to do. Amen? Are you with me? You know? At the end of the sermon, they said, oh my goodness, we gotta do something. He said, well, you know what? Why don't you get saved, ask for forgiveness, and be baptized? And they were. And 3,000 people were added to their number that day. So, well, pastor, how would we handle 3,000 people? Let me help you with something. If God planned on giving us 3,000 people, he would already have the plan in place. Don't worry. I hear people, oh, I don't know how we could handle that. Oh, hush and get out of the way. Amen? Just, just get out of the way because you ain't thinking godly anyway. All right? They went on and they joined. They, they met together every night. We're just asked for two. Saturday night and Sunday. Oh, I don't know if they had that kind of time. Make it. Amen? And you get a meal out of it. Goodness gracious. They met together. They took, had communion. They ate together. There was awe and wonder. That's what I want for Riverview. When we come together, I, I just want us to come together with awe and wonder. Amen? 
I want our kids to walk in and say, them people are freaky, but it's kind of cool. Amen? And here's the key. Here's the thing I know a church is where it needs to be. And God added to their number daily those who were being saved. Folks, what hurts my heart the most is when we get satisfied that ain't nobody getting saved. And we're like, well, that's just this world. No, the problem is us. The problem is us. That's why we go back to the first point and get it right. Well, pastor, you know, I thought about inviting some of my friends, but they ain't saved. I'm not sure they're ready for this revival thing. You know, they don't know Jesus and they might think I'm a little freaky. And, you know, I just don't know. Turn with me to Ezekiel chapter 37. It's kind of a, kind of a freaky, Zeke different chapter. You know, he, he started verse one. It says, the hand of the Lord was upon me. I'm praying that for Pastor Kerry as he comes for our revival. Amen. I'm sorry. Chapter 37, verse 1. I said that right. The hand of the Lord was upon me. He brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord. Now, 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 would you put yourself in Ezekiel's place here? And set me down in the middle of a valley, and it was full of bones. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're like, whoa. It may be the people in your house are dry bones. It may be the people in your neighborhood are dry bones. It may be the people around you are dry bones, family, friends, whatever. You need to get them here. Because listen to this. And he caused me to pass among them round about. And behold, there was very many on the surface of the valley. And lo, they were very dry. And he said to me, son of man, cause these bones to live. Uh, just pull a hammy. Just get this good. Hear what I'm saying, guys. This is what's supposed to be happening in our lives. Not sitting around going, oh, look how them bad people are. We should be out there prophesying, bringing the Lord to them dead, dry bones. Amen? Amen? And I answered, oh, Lord, thou knowest. That's what I'd answer too. Again, he said to me, prophesy over these bones and say to them, oh, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Are you with me? Hear the word of the Lord. As you leave this place today and begin to pray, you need to be looking around your house and looking around your neighborhood and looking around your job and quit looking for all them, quote, Christian people. Look for them dead man bones. Are you with me? Dead men's dry, nasty, old, dried up, shriveled up, nasty bones. Amen? Thus says the Lord, O God, to these bones, behold, I will cause breath to enter you. Now, I want you, I want you to picture this now. I will cause breath to enter you. That you may come alive. 
and you will know that I am the Lord. Are y'all listening online? This is good stuff. This is good stuff. So I prophesied. And I was commanded as I prophesied, there was a noise. And behold, are you with me? Is everybody listening? Behold, a rattling. That's creepy and cool at the same time. You know what I'm saying? Huh? A rattling. And the bones came together, bone to its bone. Almost like God had a plan. And I looked and behold, sinews. That's the things between the bones, were on them, and flesh grew, and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, um, prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds. And let me tell you something, Pastor Kerry has a ministry, and that's what he calls it, the four winds ministry, all right? Come from the four winds. Now, if you want to make me look, look good, make sure you tell him next week that I preached on this today, okay? Okay? All right? Maybe he'll like me. Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain that they may come to life. So I prophesied, and he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they came to life and stood on their feet, an exceedingly great army. You see, I really don't even sometimes know how to pray for God to bring revival to this crazy world. I look around and I see so much death and I see so much sin and I see so much hell and I see so much destruction. Sometimes I'm like, man, I'm not even sure what to say. Well, let me tell you what I'm going to begin to say. God, breathe through me. I want every person in my family, every person in my neighborhood, every person in my life, every person, every one of them to be raised up from this dynamic of death and hell and sin and hopelessness to be raised up in the newness and the power of God and come to life because I just want to be a part, a spark of this great army that God could raise up if we'll just be obedient and pray and fast and pray and fast and believe and catch God's vision Listen, this weekend, if we do it right, we'll just be a seed. And it will grow and it will develop through Muhlenberg and Redding and the outlying areas and everybody. Wouldn't it be awesome if every family of this school came to know the love and grace of Jesus Christ? Huh? We have hundreds and hundreds of families in here every day. Is it our burden? You know, is it our burden to see that happen? Here's the cool part. 
It ain't about your ability. It isn't about your intelligence. It isn't that you look pretty. Thank God, right? It's all about God. It's all about God. Kids, come up and let's sing. We're going to sing one more song. Then if you don't mind, I just want to have a prayer time. And when I say a prayer time, I don't mean a prayer time. I mean a prayer time. I want every person here praying that the fullness of God, all of God, would fall on us. And if there's death in us, that it would be crucified and we would be raised in his power and his glory. Amen? Amen. If there's doubt in us, I want that cleansed to be raised in faith. Amen? If there's negativity in us, I want that cleansed so that we be raised in the glory of God. Amen? I want us to have a passion for the lost around us. I don't mean just, I hope they get saved. I'm talking a passion. Where we begin to make a list. And we pray every day over that list. We pray every day over that list. And we just first pray that God would be absolutely Lord of every area of our lives. Amen? And then that God would use us to reach each and every person in our world. And if you don't mind using us, I'd like that too. Amen? But it doesn't matter whether he uses me or not. I just want to see a revival begin and sweep through this area and around our world because it is the only hope. And folks, it doesn't start in the world. It starts in my people. Me and you. Let's sing this song. Let's stand, sing this song. If you need to sit down, you can. But then we're just going to have a season of prayer, okay?